All right, what's going on, guys? Another Nittany Nation Instant Reaction podcast. Um, as always, Rich Schneider, I publish you here, joined by recruiting analyst Eric Lammers. Eric, some big news on the recruiting trail. Penn State just landed yet another commitment in a defensive end, Jamil Alliance. Kind of break down how this kind of all happened. Yeah, I mean, awesome news, obviously, for this Friday, um, heading into the, you know, the blue-white spring game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was one of those things where they've had him on, they had him on campus um, a couple of weeks ago. And then they got him back on campus, you know, shortly after that. And we talked about it over on the, on the, you know, on the lines Den. watch out now. This is something to monitor, right? Cause when guys make a return trip like that, so shortly after it's yeah. something to monitor. Now we were always like, okay, he, he, he was talking like he didn't want to make his decision until August, right? He wanted to maybe take some officials and then ultimately decide in August. Okay, cool. But if you're Penn state, right? Like you're thinking we need to, we need to speed this up. Let's get this thing wrapped up. Right. And so when he returns back to campus like that, you know, two weeks after visiting, you know, you have to feel good. Right. Because like if, in, if you're in Penn state's mind, you're like, all right, here's our window. Let's lock it down. And I think ultimately that's what happened. I think the kid, it, you know, Jamil just felt like it was right. The staff has told us, you know, as much that they really like him, obviously with bringing him on, um, on campus as much as they have and whatnot. And so, yeah, I think it was uh, just one of those things, right? It's like kind of like watch the timeline, watch their visits, see how things get sped up, and then boom, things like this can happen. And it's a great get. Gotcha. So, obviously, uh, you just had pretty pretty good get for uh, Penn State. He's a 5.63 star, one of the top uh, 35 ranked defensive ends, I think it is. Um, number 35, actually, exactly, on defensive ends for rivals. Um, what can you tell me about him as a pass rusher? Yeah. Yeah, I think he maybe, you know, I think on uh, rivals, I think we might have him tagged as a weak side defensive end. I think he's more probably a strong side. I think he's going to kind of grow. He's, you know, he's already 245. He's probably going to continue to put on weight. He looks like a man already, mm-hmm. right? A grown man already. And so I think he's going to be more of your, uh, you know, your strong side defensive end. Um, because I think what you, what you see when you watch the film is he's got a really good get off, right? He's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty agile on his feet. He moves well. I don't know how well he bends though, right? I don't know how well he can turn the corner and bend. Okay, that's fine. But he's a grown man, right? And he can get off the ball. You know, you just put him on that strong side. You know, he can he can command a double team like against the tackles and the tight ends, or he can you know get off the ball and, and hold hold the edge at the point of attack. So he's going to have some high value there as he kind of learns the game. What I also think what you like about him is that as teams more and more you know play a lot of nickel, right, and different and, and different different packages like that. I think what he provides you. Um, as he continues to grow and mature, I think it's because he's going to push, in my opinion, uh, you know, 260, 265, 270, yeah. right? And so then you're now you're talking about a guy that doesn't necessarily have to come off the field on passing on obvious, obvious passing situations because he can bump down. Maybe you bump him down into a three tech, right? And so like he can get out, you know, he can use his speed off the ball to beat guards that way inside rather than, you know, trying to, you know, bend over the edge. Um, when he's beating tackles and things like that. So I think he's going to have some versatility as he matures and gets bigger and gets older and things like that. So I think he's, a again, a really good get for the staff. I think he, you know, again, provides them some flexibility as he matures and gets older. And, uh, yeah, so I think uh, it's all around a really good player. I mean, along with getting a pretty good defensive end, they're also adding to another uh, – adding from a Pennsylvania powerhouse in Roman Catholic. How big is it to kind of build a connection between them? Yeah, I mean, obviously, anytime you're building um, in the state – um, in that Philadelphia area, I think I think that's something that you have to uh, really like if you're the Penn State staff, and 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 you know so, yeah, I, I think that's something that they've I you know we've talked about. I think uh, maybe that's on the message board, or we talked about it maybe even on here. Like something they really want to do is kind of continue to build that pipeline into Philadelphia, yeah. uh, and so I think this just continues to help that. And uh, so yeah, it's 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 a win, right? Anytime you land an in-state guy and that's a target for you that you that you've made a 
priority that you say, we want to get this guy and you do that, mm-hmm. right? Everybody feels good. Yeah, it, it seems like Roman Catholics just uh, plucking guys left and right. Um, obviously, they have a pretty notable uh, wide receiver in 2024 who just visited in Tysier, Denmark. Um, what, what are you hearing on uh, Penn State and I guess with Denmark and anyone else in the future of the 2024 class? Yeah, it's interesting you say that about Denmark. Actually, I just heard recently that, um, well, I won't say that it's obviously like a done deal or anything like that, but I would say that people feel pretty good about, you know, that one happening, ultimately ending up there with uh, Penn State. So uh, it's, it's interesting that you kind of brought him up, which actually makes sense with everything going on with Lions today. But yeah, he's somebody that is a, is a 2024 in-state guy that I think, you know, you should feel good about whether you're the fans or the staff, but it's, it's about getting him across this finish line and how long does he want to take it, you know, with a younger guy different dynamics there obviously with the in-state thing and, and something like that so yeah I think that's a good one I think you know you know another guy um 2024 would be you know Peter Jones what's happening there uh that's another in-state guy that obviously Penn State would love to lock down you know they've already got Cooper Cousins in that 24 class you know you're building he's really really good so can we get another really really good in-state offensive lineman right and so I think that one's going to come down to Notre Dame and Penn State and I don't know I don't know if that one's close to ending or not you know it, that one I think could go pretty much anyway he could commit you know, tomorrow on his visit, he could take some time. So uh, he's, but he's one that you have to watch. I think all these 24 kids, some of these, some of these 2024 kids um, in particular, you never really know when are they actually going to pop. They could, you know, they could pop tomorrow. They could feel it like they're in the, they're in the zone. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're loving what's all about and then they go. Right. Or maybe they just want to kind of enjoy their process a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, as you probably know more better than anyone, uh, once Franklin gets guys on campus, it's kind of like he can lock it down if he wanted to. So We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see what happens there tomorrow. But uh, other than him, I guess who else in this 2023 board are you kind of looking at? I'm I'm looking at it now. There's a couple notable names like a Montgomery, London Montgomery, Tamir Robinson taking a couple visits, Bill Picciotti. Who who do you kind of see as that next person? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's obviously something that, you know. Again, we talked about a little bit off air, right? And uh, yeah, you know, I think right now, you know, if you go back to the, again, to the message boards, we kind of, we talked, um, it would have been maybe towards the end of the March, right? Yeah. We said, I said over under three and a half commits by the time the blue, uh, the blue white spring game, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of felt like it would happen just because in the month of April, you, you start mm-hmm. getting more and more guys on campus. You feel like some things are going to pop. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, they've gotten three now, right? So I need one more to hit that over on that. And so I don't know, we'll see if that actually happens. And it, I mean, like I said, it could be a surprise one tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. Peter Jones, 24 kid could count against that or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But then, you know, it was posed to us today now over under three and a half by May 1st, another. So we're now we're looking for another three and a half by first. And I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. And the reason <laughs> being is a lot of these guys, if you notice the guys that are on the, that the board and Penn state's talking to, um, a lot of them want to take official visits in June, take a few official visits, like somebody like Cam Selden, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody very high on, everybody wants to know what's going on with him. He's been busy with track. He hasn't been in bed, been back to state college in a minute, but you know, he's obviously, there's a strong mm-hmm. relationship there. Okay. He wants to take a few official visits in June, right? But he's going to take Penn State. He's got Penn State locked in. It's towards the end of the month. So I'm thinking that's a pretty good sign if you're Penn State, right? Because like, okay, go take your visits. We'll get you last in the month and then let's lock you down. So I think that that's probably when you see that next run, maybe it's maybe towards the uh, June and towards the end of June. Um, so, you know, so, but if you're talking about right now, um, after this one, after, you know, Lions jumping in the boat, who's going to be next? And if it's not a 2024 guy, you know, I think you got to look at some guys that you kind of talked about. London Montgomery, uh, Mason Rudolph. And mm-hmm. because what I'm, what you have to ask yourself there is, you know, Mason Rudolph has talked, you know, he, again, wants to commit later on in the summer, right? Um, but if you're, but he's also open to the fact that 
that timeline might get sped up much like lions. Right. And so as spots get eliminated, or maybe they're only going to take one more, you know, defensive end, you know, and, and mm-hmm. Robinson is a nice compliment to lions. Cause he is a little, uh, you know, he's a little thinner and he's a little bit more of that, uh, you know, Ben get off the edge and things like that. So maybe he's their mm-hmm. guy and they want to speed up his timeline. They can talk to him and make that happen. Montgomery's the in-state running back that obviously we've been tracking, you know, and what's going on there. You know, he visited West Virginia, I believe it was last weekend. And that was supposed to be kind of his last visit. Right. Um, and then he was kind of, kind of, you know, hone in on what he wanted to do. Well, then what happens? Michigan come in, comes in and offers him, right? And so now does he want to go check out Michigan? You know, probably, right? But we talked about it on the message boards. I don't think James Franklin's going to want to lose him to Jim Harbaugh, right? And so maybe Coach Franklin starts turning it up himself and personally recruiting London and trying to get him, you know, to commit. So, uh, you know, those are the two guys that I think are the obvious ones that you have to watch. There's obviously always other things that can happen. You know, they're bringing in some good guys, um, uh, this weekend. And, and, you know, Tony Rojas is another one that everybody wants to know what's happening there. He's going to drop that top four. Um, I just think he's probably going to take a couple official visits, still feel good about Penn state. He has a un- tremendous relationship with our, uh, with the commits, right? Like he, he is always going back and forth with the commit. So you have to feel good about that, but you know, he's got some good, good players in the mix, you know, with Clemson and, and Georgia. And, yeah. and I don't know who the other team will be that makes that final four, but maybe, you know, Virginia Tech, Tennessee, somebody like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, they've got some options. I just don't necessarily know if anything's going to pop, um, you know, within the next 14, 15 days. Mm-hmm. I mean, safe to say dropping your top four at the same day that you're at the blue white game, Penn State will be in it, obviously. Yeah, I think that's a no brainer. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's a no brainer. I mean, I think if you're going to, you know, Penn State is just the, has always been the consistent with Rojas, right? Like they've just always been there. The relationship has always been strong. Now, now Penn State probably would have loved to have locked him down two months ago, right? Before all of this yeah. you know, the onslaught of additional offers came and the visits and everything like that came, but that's part of it. And so what you're hoping if you're Penn State is, okay, Go check out all those other schools. You know, you're going to enjoy yourself when you're on those other campuses. You're going to enjoy to get to know the, some of those other coaching staffs and things like that. But mm-hmm. you always remember in the back of your mind how you felt about, you know, State College and Penn State. And as long as that holds firm, you know, then you know you still kind of got them where you want them. And then it's ultimately just about, you know, when those official visits do come, let's close it down. Gotcha. So the last thing I want to talk about, I want to pick your brain a little bit. So now that's, there's 10 commitments in the 2023 class. The norm, like the old school norm when you were a recruiting director was probably, hey, 25 high school kids, maybe 20 to 23 to 25, we'll say around that range. Now it's with the transfer portal, it's all madness. Scholarship counts are all out of whack. They're all screwed up. Is, is, are we looking at like a normal 15, 17 person class and that's like the new norm or... Yeah, I think that's a great question. And it is a, a great debate. I mean, I think that, you know, it would be uh, awesome to kind of just talk to a bunch of different personnel dudes and coaches and kind of pick their brains mm-hmm. on this. Cause I mean, who's going to have, the, what's the philosophy and how are you going to attack it? And, and, mm-hmm. and what's your, what's your, uh, where are you at, I guess, in terms of your programs, um, development, right? Are you a developmental program where you still want to bring in a bunch of high school kids and you can, and you have that kind of longstanding window where you can wait for them to kind of, uh, um, you know, be developed in the weight room and on the field, or are you trying to microwave some success because you're on the hot seat maybe, and you need some transfer portals uh, and you need some older mature guys. I think, you know, generally speaking, I think, um, yeah, you're going to see it dialed back a little bit because I think you're going to want to go into the portal for obvious reasons. I mean, if you can go get a guy that has, you know, one or two or three guys, you know, from the, from a lower level or even from another power five school that has, some starter success and you know they have some of that maturation already on the field mm-hmm. you, know, you know why not you know as long as you can build them in they fit seamlessly into your culture 
why not? Right. So I think, yeah, I think you'll see Penn state, you know, they've got 10, like you said, I think they're still going to shoot for the moon with all of their top targets. Right. But I think it's where you find yourself in a, in a situation where, okay, we don't get, you know, one a on our board. We don't get, okay. Missed on one a, Okay, don't get one uh, B, don't get two. Well, how far are we willing to go down this board now, really, right? In the past where you're like, we got to keep going, right? Well, let's just go mm-hmm. get prospect, you know, D, right? No more. That can't happen, right? You just punt it, go in the portal if you need to or something like that. But I, I think that's where you're kind of, you'll see it. And, I, you know, I, I, I think the transfer portal uh, can be used to your advantage. I know that I, I was talking to a couple of high school coaches uh, recently that were not fans of what transfer portal is doing to high school recruiting. And for obvious reasons, yeah. I get it, but uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. And it would be fun to kind of, like you said, you know, bounce some things off of different personnel directors and coaches and kind of pick their brains, but that's where I see it going right now. Yeah. That's, that's something uh, we might have to look into for uh, an article on the site pretty soon, I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little anonymous type thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that, in, in regards to lion commitment, that's uh that's all we really got on that, on it right now, guys. Uh, big commitment for Penn State. Uh, you get into Roman Catholic again. Uh, Eric, any last thoughts? Nope. Excited to watch a uh, spring game, spring practice, whatever it may be, but to see them out there and competing and seeing some of those young guys, you know, obviously the, the buzz behind Singleton and Lar and, and all those guys and, and getting a chance to watch those just because of coming on board, you know, and with that class and, and now seeing them is going to be pretty exciting tomorrow for sure. All right, guys, it's another Nittany Nation podcast. Stay tuned on uh, PennState.Rivals.com. We have the Lions breaking down his commitment and much more coming soon.